Hello, welcome back to the No Ratings Podcast. This is, of course, bonus content. So if you're listening, then you know what time it is. And if you're watching, you'll be able to see some characters with varying backgrounds on the screen. You've got Lears and his blank white background, which I'm hoping... Lears, you planning to add a frame to any point, or are you just going to sit in a white background forever? I'm planning to move soon, so I can hopefully, like... <laughs> <laughs> when that happens, I can get a new background, period. But Yeah, man. Now we to, got this. Need to enhance the aesthetic, man. Um... Sakib has got, uh, I, don't, I don't know who that is above you. I mean, is it one Zidane? That's Zidane, right? Zidane there and uh, the old Damien Lillard there, Dame Time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, not My bad, favorite not player. Lovely. And then I left uh, Sid to the end because it's the first time on a pod. Technically second if you're listening because you would have heard his initial appearance. It'll make sense if you're listening. But for those that can see him... That setup is crazy. You got trees. You got Pikachu. What else you got in that? You, you're wearing an Argentine. A mini World Cup there. I don't know if you guys can see that. A little tiny oh, yeah. mini World Cup. <laughs> you got Mini Yoda there as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, right, let's just get into the conversation, shall we? We're going to pick our World Cup combined 11. There's no rules. So you, can, if you want, it can be an entire France team. But obviously, that hopefully is not going to happen. But by the end of this, we need to agree to some extent on the team. So normally what we do is we go with this person's team is this, this person's team, let's put it together. This time we're just going to have a conversation. So let's start at goalkeeper. And I'd like to put forward a suggestion. Um, Morocco's goalkeeper, Bono, only conceded one prior to playing against France, was pretty solid, had a good penalty shootout. I feel like he's a pretty easy one to pick. I don't know if anyone else has another. Leas is raising his eyebrow. Shock. Here we go. I like the Bono show. I, it's not that I don't like it. I think you, I could definitely agree with that. But Levakovic, I think, has a definitely a really, really good shout for this tournament. Two heroics and penalty shootouts. Obviously, the Argentina game, he didn't cover himself in glory. Whether that was a penalty or not, I'll leave that, I'll leave that for you to decide. But I thought he had a really good tournament. I would say between him and Bono would be the ones you'd have to pick from. Put a slight... I'd, I'd agree with that. I think Levakovic, like, definitely has, has been, like, the best keeper so far. But, like, if, if Argentina win the World Cup, I feel you have to give it to like Emmy Martinez because mm. like the heroics he did against Netherlands, like that, that was like, that was crazy. Like they could have been like kicked out of the World Cup right there. So, and, and just the confidence he like gives to that Argentina backline, I, I feel like it, it's Emmy Martinez. If Argentina win the World Cup, it, it, it's it's going to be him. Saki, you want to throw in a fourth name? No, I'm going with the Croatia goalkeeper, I think. Even though I didn't realize the Moroccan goalkeeper was apparently already quite good. I think yeah, he played yeah, for yeah. Seville and he's La Liga goalkeeper. I didn't even know that before the World Cup, which is probably a bit, a bit poor. So it takes away the romance a bit of him being like really unknown and being the best goal. Plus the system helps, I think. The system helps him a fair bit. I mean, hold on. Isn't there an argument here to say Levakovic in open play? The game against Brazil, every shot was pretty much at him by like, bar like one or two. So we give him goalkeeper of the tournament just because the guy saved pens. Look, I don't know when you say all the shots were at him. He still had to save them, bro, right? Like, Bono, you can say the Hernandez shot was right at him too. He let that in as well. Like, you got to give him credit for some of the saves he made against Brazil. I just want to say Levakovic, I think, deserves a shout. Whether you go for Bono or Levakovic, I think they're both worthy winners, but... That, that that's really where we got to settle it from. Uh, Dibu you... Martinez deserves to be in that conversation. Like the game against Australia, they, they could have easily conceded at the end. Dibu Martinez made like a fantastic save, and then Netherlands the shootout. Obviously against like Croatia, like he didn't have to do much because they didn't really do anything. But like that's two knockout games where Dibu Martinez made like a huge impact, and now he's in the final. So 
So let me say this. The only reason I wouldn't go Martinez myself is because I'm looking at an Argentine defender that I really want in this team. So that's the only reason why I'm not riding super high for Emmy Martinez. But I, I agree, bro. Like, the only thing with Martinez is, like, for example, a Dutch game, he didn't make a single save during that entire game until the penalty shootout. So, like, I think the defenders on Argentina deserve more credit than Martinez. Although, like, of course, his heroics and penalty shootouts, they speak for themselves. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, also, Leah, I don't know if you've noticed, but your your accent completely goes and becomes British when you say Martinez. Martinez. Do I say Mar- Martinez? Yeah. <laughs> now you're saying it probably, but in the last couple of minutes you've been saying Martinez. Martinez. No, but the American way they would say Martinez. That's how they would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saki, we're gonna let you have the final vote because I'm back in Bono. Leas is okay with anyone really. Sid's going Emmy Martinez, so I feel you get the last choice. Martinez is in the final, isn't he? He's in the final. Oh, hold on, is that the- <laughs> That's a terrible way to switch it up? He's in the final. All right, you had the last shout. So we've got another 10 players to pick. So we'll let you have that one. But you've basically got the shittiest pick available because you've had your keeper. <laughs> let's move into more exciting positions. Um, let's go. We're going to play a 4 3 3 because I think that's like the template that most people would play. Uh, right back. Ooh. Easy. Easy. This one's easy. easy. Is it? Hakimi. Yeah. Oh, Hakimi. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. By mile. And I want to say this about Hakimi as well. I always had my doubts about Hakimi defensively. I always thought that he was way better going forward. In fact, I've always said, this guy's a specialist right wing back, but in the back four, I've always thought he was a little shaky. But this tournament, brother, I look like an idiot on that analysis <laughs> because he has the most tackles in the tournament. He's locked down some of the best wingers he's come up against. Been absolutely exceptional, both defensively and going forward for Morocco. Obviously, his team went to the semifinal. Exceptional defensive record. Scored that, the cold. I love that, that the, the way pen, he finished. The pen, yeah, so Hakimi for me is an easy one, right? Like, yeah, I feel like that. Saki, any suggestions? Me, Sid, and Leah are on the same page. So unless you throw someone in, I did love Denzel Dumfries for ninety minutes. He had a fantastic <laughs> ninety minutes in one of the games. I can't remember who it was, and I do love the fact he turns it on in Netherlands show, but it's so hard to to look past Hakimi. And then just the bonus points for the mum hugs and kisses, man. It's just heartwarming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get a little extra bonus point for that as well. Thanks. We love it for the, Denzel Dumfries is classic. Like for ninety minutes, he'll be the best right right wing back in the world. And then the following game, which was against Argentina, I think he was getting run ragged by Acuna. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is this is the Denzel Dumfries we know. Um, and also, I think I've said this myself about sixteen times. But any time they say Denzel Dumfries, the commentator will always say, and the first, third, fifth, seventh time. First name named after Denzel Washington, would you believe that? <laughs> and I'm like, I've heard you say it every game like six times. Um, all right, Hakimi. Oh, Melina's been really good as well, by the way. Melina's been quietly impressive. Quietly. So, grabbed a goal, grabbed an assist. He's been good. Uh, Hakimi, we love, and I think it's probably because we are a podcast of our profile of people. We love Hakimi a little bit more as well. <laughs> but Melina has been great. Yeah, I agree. Melina has been good. The ethnic support has gone for Hakimi. So Hakimi is in. Center backs, let's go right side of center back first. Ooh, I have one already on top of my head. I know exactly who you're gonna say for real. He plays for Man United. No, oh, no, he used to play for no, Man City. You thought I was gonna say Varane. Yeah, I'm quite convinced. You no, let me, let me say this about French, French center backs and even their goalkeeper. I'm not picking a, a French defender, although Konate has had exceptional performances, Varane here and there. France have kept one clean sheet all tournament, and defensively, I thought they looked extremely suspect all tournament. So, I'm not putting any French defenders. I'm going for a guy that I don't think any of you guys will probably say. 
Nicolas Otamendi. Otamendi for me has been had such a slept on tournament. I think he's been absolutely exceptional for Argentina. Most people think of this guy as like a hothead, has a rash moment in him, but I thought he's actually been incredibly mature, dominant, so good in the air. I think he's been Argentina's best defender. And you look at the Argentina team, outside of of course the genius that we're going to talk about later, the the main characteristic and attribute that defines this team is grit. And no one exemplifies mm. that for me more than Nicolas Otamendi. So for me, he's he's one of my center backs of the tournament. I 100% agree with that. I was like saying like, everybody has this impression that Otamendi has like a mistake in him and like a, like he's a bit of a meme. But like, if you've been watching Argentina since like the 2021 Copa America, he has been literally their best centre-back, even with like Romero up there doing really well with him. But Otamendi has been like the man, like in the final against Brazil in the Copa America, he did not let like anyone get behind him or like give mm. any space and like he was there like two-footing Neymar and just just being that beast that he is and like yeah 100% agree he's been like I think definitely the best centre-back of this tournament so far yeah I think after the Saudi loss I tweeted you people really thought Argentina going to win a World Cup with Otamendi and Romero <laughs> they've been exceptional <laughs> since then like, I really thought he was going to be disastrous so props to him man yeah, I'm a big fan. Even when he was at City and he had these mad moments, everyone knows me. I love these kind of ballers. These guys who just like have glitches in the matrix at the worst time. They're my kind of guys, man. Um, Otamendi. He's like a boss, by the way, too, right? He's like a gangster, man. Got yeah, the beard. Um, cold. Yeah, Otamendi's a boss, man. Yeah, bro. I would not mess with him. Like, he's, <laughs> like, he's one of those guys that if he was... If he was like walking behind me in the street, even if he had like a tutu on and a fairy dress, I'd still cross the road. I'm not getting anywhere near Otamendi. Um, so yeah, Otamendi in. Uh, left centre back, I've got a choice and I really like him this tournament, especially Roman Sice. I think he's been monstrous. Apparently, the stat that when we when we did a show before he played Argentina, Argentina, his stats were sorry, before he played France, his stats were that he hasn't lost a single aerial duel. He's got hundred percent aerial dual success rate which is crazy also i'm pretty sure he's popped his hamstring 18 times this tournament he whacks some strapping on it and comes out every single time um i think he's been so good he was chasing Giroud on one leg which was (laughs) like literally you could see his other leg not working he stood i think it's the only time Giroud's outpaced anyone in his life it was amazing (laughs) and uh, that heart and aggression is amazing to see Players like Sice for me are, are what makes the World Cup beautiful, right? Because this guy is a guy who I don't know if he's still at Wolves, but he's nah, for Wolves no. every weekend at the Premier in the Premier League, for example. Average center back, he never really stands out. Like he plays a bit versatile. And then he comes to the World Cup and just looks like Goliath, bro, like a <laughs> gladiator back there for Morocco. That's the beauty of the World Cup for me. I would go for Gvardiol. I think Gvardiol. Look, I I know what's gonna stand out from from this World Cup and. Let's let's face it. He's probably put himself. If Messi ever has a a thirty for for thirty, the last dance documentary come out in twenty years, what he did to Gavardiol is going to to be in that tape. And I hope it doesn't like ruin what the perception should be about this guy. He is one of, if not the best, young center back in the world at this moment. He's dominant aerially, physically, but also so gifted on the ball. And I think he has been the standout defender for Croatia. I, I know Sid said Otamendi has been the best defender at this World Cup. I think Gavardiol actually has, has a case for being the best center back at this tournament. Yeah. Said you watched him get ripped by Messi, so I feel your opinion is going to be slightly different. Bro, against like uh, in the in the Argentina Croatia game, I think Guardiol was was like just getting run around by like Alvarez and like uh, Messi. Like in that in that moment, like you could see like Messi like hinted to Alvarez to just go towards uh, Guardiol, and and he then went and he held him up, and then I think. 
that, in that game, Guardiol was like completely exposed. Like, I don't think he was having a good game at all. Even for the goal that Alvarez scored, the, the second one, I, I don't think he was like in the right place. So for me, because of the game he had, I would put Otamendi above him. But like putting him in the team of the tournament, like for sure, like I, I, I could agree with that. Yeah, I'd take that. He has a special place in my heart because he's been a football manager wonder kid for like four years. And every year I'd sign him and he'd be an absolute monster. So watching him properly for the first time in real life. You know, sometimes even football manager players have a special place. He's one of them. So uh, I think he's been, apart from that. But anyone's, hasn't every centre-back in the world been spun by Messi at least once? The greatest. That's my point, bro. He's just he's just another name on the catalog, man. You got ripped by the go. On to the next, bro. You're in, you're in the same list as Boateng, as Ramos. Come on, bro. You're not yeah. a great center back if you haven't been ripped by Messi. It, what was interesting in that game, though, we won't talk about it too much, but I was surprised Argentina don't go after Lovren. They actually said to Lovren, like, you just do what you're doing and we're going to get Alvarez to drag uh, Oscar around. Maybe that was his age showing a little bit um, that they assumed he'd be naive to follow Alvarez around. Um, I'm still back in Roman size. Uh, but I feel like there's three, two votes at least in the favour of Guardiola. Saki, if you want to back size, throw another one in for the culture. No, nah. <laughs> that's a George. <laughs> so, right. Oscar Guardiola is in. He also looks rock hard with a mask on, man. But anyone mm-hmm. who's wearing a mask, Ray Mysterio too. <laughs> uh, left back, left back. Sid, you got any suggestions for left back? For left back, uh, it's. I have not really felt like there's been like a standout left back or has there been one? Think. It's funny you say that because someone tweeted this yesterday and it's not going to distract from this video too much, but they literally said, who's the best left back in the world right now? And there was like, probably Theo Hernandez because it has to be, because there's actually not much competition. And there's we're actually deprived of great left backs right now. Think about it. In the world, Andy Robertson, yeah. like, there's a shortage. Lazy saying Luke Shaw on his day. No, I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I've basically destroyed Cancelo's reputation on football Twitter at this point. Like, no one rates him anymore because of me. But look, a few wait, months wait, ago, wait, I think Cancelo... a question for you on Cancelo because we're not going to talk about it at any other point because we've already gone out. I think, I've... did you tweet saying he's had a bad tournament? Me, yeah, I, I think someone asked me because I no, I don't think I tweeted it, but I, I would agree. I don't think he's had a good, I don't think he had a good tournament whatsoever. I don't know if I tweeted about it. So why was everyone after you about? Because I I only saw the replies to the Cancelo thing. I didn't. Have actually... you ever seen the Cancelo take I had on uh on SDS? No. Oh, that's why. Right, a video go viral on there because I basically said Cancelo for me is the best fullback in the world, and I basically listed all these attributes uh, I liked about him. And I said like, what's not the like, bro? And like that basically went viral because <laughs> the next week he had that mistake against Liverpool, and then yeah. he had another mistake after that, and he's had this World Cup. I said, I've destroyed Cancelo's reputation at this point, but I still think, look, a World Cup seven-game tournament doesn't define a player's legacy. It doesn't define a player's entire career. I would still say Cancelo is probably the best for me, but Hernandez, I would say, is the best left-back of this tournament. I still think you can get at him defensively, Teo Hernandez. He's not he's not locked down. Let's, let's keep it real. But Saka forward, ripped him for an hour. Yeah. No, yeah. I think even Morocco got at him a few yeah. times, bro. Like that Buffal foul that they called on him. Oh. I, think, I think he's lucky, to be honest with you, because that could easily be interpreted a different way. But going forward, Teo Hernandez is a, is a winger, bro. Like, he occupies an entire flank by himself. I think he's been the best left back of this tournament. Chipped in with a few goals and assists as well. Mm. Too. It's just hard to pick one. Not many options. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of stuck on, like, don't really want to give it to Hernandez, but then I'm thinking, like, any of the other big nations, like Croatia's left back was just average. I mean, better to put uh, like, a defender in, like, just 
just for the sake of it, like Varane maybe in instead of him. Just hey, Hernandez scored a semi-final goal. He had an, a few assists for Mbappe. I, I would say... He, yeah, go on. Let's yeah. chuck him in. And also, he's, he made it to the final, so he can't quite... If we're going on the Emi Martinez I Sid mean, logic... Like, he then... could have easily cost like France in the quarterfinals with that extremely silly push that resulted mm. in the pen. That, that mm. is like a huge mistake. And I mean, he got lucky that Kane missed it, but, you know, like... That's not a bad shot, uh, actually. Luke Shaw was actually more reliable than... Then, oh, brother, um, he played he like has... three games, man. Please, no, 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 no. You... I played, he played every game, though. No, I would just say Luke Shaw for me didn't have the highs of Teo Hernandez. Like, yeah, Luke Shaw is probably a more like steady left back, reliable he was more seven throughout rather than having any. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, let's, let's go Teo Hernandez because we've got an entire midfield to pick. I think the midfield actually is probably the easiest three to fix. Fix and I'll I'll put on one name which I think we're all gonna have because the name on everyone's lips at the moment. Anahi for Morocco was he just had a what you wouldn't have him in your tournament team in the tournament? I don't think so. I I, 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 I don't agree. He he is one that people love more because they didn't know him at all before. So like his yeah. his his progression from nobody to okay he's actually quite good is is great. But I don't think it's team of the tournament type of levels. Un- underrated World Cup XI kind of thing, maybe, yeah. But so Amrabat's been better than him. Yeah, that, no, Unai has been excellent, but I, I think the last two games where people really started taking note of him. Anyways, I, personally, I didn't have him in my in my team of the tournament. I think like he's a contender. I wouldn't completely outright like dismiss him, but he wasn't in mine. Hmm. Okay, then pass. Um, never mind. Um, Sid, were you, were you like kind of half rolled your eyes at everyone disagreeing with Anahi? You want to back me on this one or are you just going to let me think by myself? I was thinking like, <laughs> like initially I wanted to put him in, but then half, like after I had a good think about it, I, I think I found three midfielders that have like genuinely been better than him in the tournament. He would be my fourth pick, but yeah. Okay, who's your who's your first pick then? Let's have our sorry. I I should have gone with my first pick. I went with like my third. But Sid, who's your first? I, I would go for like Chouameni. I've really liked him this World Cup. I I thought he's been great. Like that goal against England, like clutch moment, and in general, like to fill the void of Pogba and Kante. I think he's done a like a brilliant job. So for me, good point. He'd be in. That, that's a great point. Chouameni. Everyone knows how much I love this kid, man. I, I've been saying for for time now that this kid is is an absolute gem. Before he even went to Real Madrid, I've never been so sure about a midfielder in my life, just because, bro, the maturity that this kid plays with, man. He plays like a twenty eight year old. I know that's a cliche saying at times, like, oh, he's twenty three, but plays like this. He genuinely, if you if you were watching for the first time, you'd think that's a veteran midfielder right there. Mm. So flawless, makes it look so easy. Although he didn't make my team either, to be honest with you. If I'm going for a defensive Ooh. midfielder. I went with Amrabat. I think all three of us maybe have Amrabat. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Amrabat was definitely in my team. I'm guessing we all have Griezmann, right? Yes. So then the one that I probably disagreed with you guys, I don't know if any of you guys have it, and it's probably the only player in my team that didn't make it to the semifinal. Bruno. I have Bruno, Bruno. Fernando. Yeah, yeah, I knew that was coming. That was my three. <laughs> Bruno, Bruno, Griezmann, Amrabat was my three. Yeah, really? There you go. Wow. That's my three as well, uh, second. I think we need to have Just a shout for Enzo Fernandez as well. Like, yeah, definitely, definitely needs definitely. to be in the conversation. Mm. Uh, so the thing I love for... about Bruno as well is just to add, so we did a top 10 best Premier League midfielders maybe two months ago, and he didn't even make the 10. And that's how bad his form was. So I just love yeah. the, the arc as well to come back in. Me and, and Bruno, we, we weren't on speaking terms at the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's won me back over. And so just for that alone, man. We've got Amrabat, we've got Griezmann. And then it's oh now he's obviously been ruled out of the, out of the question. We've got too many. We've got 
Um, I've completely forgot who you said now. Oh, Bruno Fernandez. Bellingham, I'm sure people. Will Bellingham, give a people will give a shout to Enzo Fernandez is getting a shout. There's a lot of options. To be fair, I think that Modric should get a yeah, shout actually. I think mean, Luca's been outstanding, especially in the knockout games. Um, yeah, so World Cups are weird. Like Casemiro had one outstanding ninety. Maybe I thought two. Casemiro had a great group stage, but yeah, past, mm. uh, like, I get disconnected yeah. again. I'm trying to think, I feel like I had another option in there. Um, all right, another midfielder. Let me have a look. Give me one sec. I think you're looking at a Bruno versus Chuamini shout out. I promise you, Shoot we're missing out. someone. We're missing someone. I could be wrong though. Uh, but we've we've agreed on Amrabat and Griezmann for two out of three spots. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know if I can put Bruno in there mainly because in the the last game uh, in which they went out against Morocco, I don't think he oh, did he anything. He was so bad. He was so they bad in that game. game. Well, I don't know. He, he led Portugal for me to the quarterfinals. Like he was their outstanding player. And like you look at Br- Bernardo, I think underperformed this World Cup. Ronaldo, less like we already know about that story. I thought Bruno was was the star for Portugal, and especially in a tournament where I think he had a lot to prove. Right? A lot of people have said like, mm. how good really is he? Is he just a goals and assists player? I think he led that team exceptionally. Um, I got a name that I want to put forward. I think Frankie De Jong has been outstanding this tournament. I, I know, like, part of the reason is because I think he's had a lot of doubters pre-tournament. I don't think Netherlands are particularly good. And I think he's been the metronome in that team that's ran everything. Most of their good goals or their good performances or their good moves have started with him. I don't know if people would want to put him in considering how Netherlands went out and they were actually garbage apart from for seven minutes or whatever it was and Wegos bag two. Um, so, yeah, there's five names there. Uh, if I had to choose in all, I would go Frankie, then Bruno, then everyone else after. I like Frankie a lot. I'm a big fan. I, I want United to sign him badly still. I'm not getting over that. But uh, as such a big fan of Frankie... I. I didn't think he was at his very best this tournament. I think he had games where he was exceptional, but I, I, I've seen Frankie play way better than he did this World Cup. The one thing I'll give for him though is that he practically plays in midfield by himself for the Dutch. He has no help in there whatsoever. They're giving him guys like Darun and uh, what's his name, Klaassen. I forgot Klaassen was even existent. In fact, I think Koopmeiner <laughs> should have played a, a bit more than he actually did this tournament. So I'll give him that in that respect. But I think Bruno was better this tournament. I also just want to add, if you made this a four-four-two. It actually makes then you maybe fit in Alvarez and a Giroud, and then you can put in Saka and not leave out and back. Like, there's options. I Saka, Saka. Uh, listen, I'm just 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 saying names <laughs> that would be on my sub bench. Okay, I was gonna say that might have played better than our third choice midfielder. So I'm just saying maybe this isn't a tournament that wasn't a four three three thing. I mean, it's a four four three four four two kind of thing going on, but. Just turn it out. You there. Can't, halfway through, you can't just change this. <laughs> That's not in the rule book. You can't just hey, go, listen, hey, let's you, just I, I'm Eric Tenog, man. I find the system that best fits. The <laughs> isn't tactically flexible like that. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll play 4 3 3 regardless of the game or the situation. Um, Saki, give us your top two Amrabat and Griezmann. No, as in the top two from the remaining players. Oh, and no, Frankie can't make it, man. I'm sorry. He was all right. He was neat, he was neat and tidy. He's just neat and tidy. Like, I need you to take a game by. Sa- no, 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 no. Pause for a second. Me and you have played at this on the same pitch many, many times, and you describe me as neat and tidy. Yeah. So and that, that tells me you don't like me that much as a footballer. Nah. The way you just spoke about Frankie. I enjoy watching Frankie play, but I can't put you in my team in the tournament if you're neat and tidy. If you're doing neat and tidy, it's got to be like Spain, 
2012 levels. You've got to take you all the yeah, way to the final. Kovacic like, was neat and tidy as well, too. He's not making my team of the team. Yeah, like... All right. All right. These had moments that Amrabat slide tackled, all the other tackles, oh. the, the Griezmann just dictating. He's the reason they beat England. Like, Frankie, where's your moments? Your 95 pass, 95% pass completion, probably. You haven't checked. But other than that, boring. I said boring. Okay. Uh, Sid, what's your top two of the remaining midfielders? Top two? I think I'd go with Nchuameni because, like, I think we're short of Amrabat and Griezmann. I think the third would be Chuameni for me. Well, we got a situation on our hands here then. Someone's got to, someone's got to shift out of the way. Um, I said Br- Bruno, Bruno and Chuameni in that order. So, technically speaking, Chuameni has two votes in one and two. Our Bruno's are one and two as well with me. Saki, it's all down to you again. We gave you goalkeeper. Now you've got the third midfielder. I want to leave Amrabat on his own in there. So I'm going Bruno. Mm. Yes, sir. Oh, That's a good three. I like that three. Right, just just cool. for entertainment value, just leave Amrabat on a one-man mission. You don't need the help. Let's do it. You don't need no help, man. Okay, I just want to ask a quick question. Do, is it me or does Amrabat have a proper weird running style? <laughs> yeah. I, love it. I love it, bro. I don't Honestly, know. I love I'm, I'm, Yo, if I could... I, there's an infinite amount of Amrabat stocks to buy and I'll buy every single one of them if I have to. I'm, I'm his biggest fan, man. All right, love that guy. Uh, front three, obviously, I think the first and most obvious one is Lionel Messi. 100%. Yep. Uh, Sid, you watched him live for the first time. Was that the first time? Uh, no, the second time. Uh, unbelievable. How was it? It, it, was, it was unbelievable, especially the, the, the Croatia game. Uh, like, that that run, like, when he picked up the ball at the halfway line and just, just went. Like, every time he gets the ball, the, the excitement in the stadium, it's... I don't think any player can like bring out that feeling. Like he gets the ball, like and when he runs, the feeling is incredible. And oh, that run! I, I still like like the fans. <laughs> I still can't believe he did that in a World Cup semi final. Like it, it was a special moment. So I think I think regardless of what happens in the final, I think he should get Player of the Tournament because he's performed like he's... every game. I don't know if, if Griezmann has a masterclass on Sunday. He's a golden ball contender. Allow I think it, so. Like, Allow look it, at Griezmann's team. The Griezmann team he's a, got. Griezmann's been great, bro. But you're comparing this to genius, man. Leave. leave hey, it hey, out, hey this man lost to Saudi Arabia. Lost to Saudi Arabia in his first okay, game. Okay, Griezmann right. lost to Tunisia. Oh, lost yeah, to Tunisia. I don't. I don't think Griezmann started. Did he start that game? He did. I, well, oh. He definitely came on because I. He know came he, on. He came, He didn't start. He came on on like, like 65 minutes. I, come on, man. I, I, he had his moment against Croatia. He had his moment, but he's not clear golden ball winner. Like. Bro, he, he leads the he leads the tournament almost every single step possible, bro. How can he not be clear player of the tournament? And then he needed Julian Alvarez to unlock that as well. He couldn't do it with Matara. He needed Alvarez to unlock Messi. Is that what we're saying here? Hey, listen, to get the <laughs> so best out of Messi. Get second. <laughs> they needed a system change. They needed, he needed that. He couldn't do it with Lotaro. We saw it. He lost yeah, to because Saudi he was Arabia. speaking Lautaro 1v1, 1v1. He was missing every chance, bro. Oh, and by the way, Lautaro actually scored a perfectly legal goal in the first game. That, that wasn't given. So that L to Saudi yeah, Arabia and it should have been a draw actually. <laughs> if some butts. Yeah, if butts and maybe Sid, that's not our tournaments are settled here in England. You don't even need it, bro. He had a, he had an assist ruled out and he still has the most assists. So so you're telling me regardless of what happens in the final, Messi's a golden ball winner. Fact. I mean, unless like Mbappe scores a hat trick and yeah. maybe then yeah, that changes the game. And the same with Griezmann, but like the odds of like a hat trick happening in a final is you know 
Even still, sure. I would give it to Messi, bro. Me- like, not to d- rule out, not to like um, disrespect Mbappe or Griezmann, right? But the fact is, they have each other as well. Messi, yeah. every single attack that Argentina create, every single chance that they create comes from Messi in one way or another. And, and the guy has been so like, and I keep saying it reminds me of Zidane 2006, mm. the last dance, kind of rolling out into the sunset. And just dissing guys who are like 10 years younger than him and just outclassing them the way he is. For me, he's the player of the tournament, man, whether he wins or loses. I think when you think about Argentina going forward, if you think about this Argentina team, I think Leo's retweeted it. This is not really a good team. Like they're defensively very rigid, they work their socks off. But then to score goals, every single game is like they give it to Messi and go, please, boss. Like we've grafted 65 minutes, kicking the ball. They, they play a out moments the game. Like it's a complete moments game. Where they'll just yeah. like, you know, keep it as tight, make it as physical, and just hope that Messi can produce that one moment. I think so far he's done it pretty much every game. So yeah, just just one. And he and he has a body. I just want to add, sorry, I'm so I'm I'm upset <laughs> that it's like super finished that he's winning the golden ball. He has a whole bodyguard to allow him to play. And I know he's that good, but this team is built, is built for him to shine. And if he didn't, it'd be more dis- more disappointing, more surprising than the fact that he is. Just wanted to put that out there. Rodrigo like your vote is definitely Ronaldo, right? You're definitely a Ronaldo guy, I can tell. Yeah, in my, <laughs> in my childhood years, I, I was leaning towards Ronaldo. It's really frustrating because it's quite undeniable what Messi's doing in this tournament. But I just don't think it's that clear cut with the golden ball. I think he's he's missed a penalty on top of that as well. I mean, that, I that's as irrelevant as it gets that penalty. I mean, they still won the game. so And Messi was actually like pretty good in that game too. So... Mm. He also scored four penalties this tournament, by the way. Uh, fixed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Messi's in the team. The three of us have said he's definitely... I don't think Saki was disagreeing that he's not in the oh, team. Oh, yeah, no, he's in the team. He's in yeah. the team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So all that, for six minutes, you've been going, nah, 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 nah. And no, then just, just on top of that as well, most penalties ever awarded in a World Cup. I don't know, no, it's man. It's tied for the most penalties ever awarded. Let's it, not rewrite the script here. Though. It, 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 I know you guys want to make this all like it's a fix, thing. bro. There's no fix here, man. I think France it feels like, like someone... last year the most penalties. Yeah, no, yeah, they're, they're, the four, this, they're the fourth team ever, I believe, to have four penalties in a tournament. Saki, maybe we need to film like a separate... Th- conspiracy theory video like you're driving a conspiracy theory which i've not actually heard that much of on the internet to be fair uh, listen it's i have a ronaldo fan to deny you know <laughs> i'm gonna say the, next the 2014 world cup where he won the golden ball which i think was sponsored by adidas and he really wasn't he wasn't the best player at the tournament they gave it to him that year and the that's next who- conspiracy the next conspiracy is that adidas and fifa basically take away ronaldo's abilities and knockout games at world cup <laughs> <laughs> conspiracy <laughs> Hey, Fernando Santos has been sacked for a reason, right? If Jose was managing, then you never know. Yeah, Bento yeah. in 2014, Kiros in 2010, no, no Santos. Hmm, interesting. Um, all right, well, we definitely know Ronaldo's not making this team because Leas is here. Even if, even if, yeah, there you go. The second you say the word, he's fuming. Don't joke with that one, bro. Um, so messy right side. Mbappe on the left, I'm assuming everyone's going to have Mbappe. I don't actually think Mbappe has actually played that well this tournament. But I think in moments, he's like he's a moments player, obviously. But in moments, he's sort of just like changed games on his own. He, he just does things that get you off your seat. Um, I think the thought of Mbappe is so scary to others that he's having an effect without having an effect. The England game is probably a prime example. Even though he was slightly involved in the Chuan Meni goal, but England didn't play 
maybe how they wouldn't wanted to play. Carl Walker sat back, worrying about Mbappe. So I think just his presence alone, it it, it warrants how like a whole team changing their their game plan. Even in the Morocco game, like it wasn't like he was having a great game, but like that one moment where he attracted like four people on him for the second goal. And I think in the first goal as well, like everybody just came to him when he took that shot. Or oh, I don't know if it was him or Griezmann. I think it was Mbappe. And then mm. like completely like no players on Theo Hernandez. So he's just that guy, you know, who just gets he's all the a magnet. Like yeah. it's also like even in the England game, if Dembele was more alert to life, then Dembele could have had two goals because there was two chances that fell straight to him because England sort of like just gravitated towards Mbappe every time. And they were just pulling it back post to Dembele, who had sure 1v1 a couple of times. But yeah. um, that's the thing, right? Mbappe, every game this tournament has basically been double, triple team. It's not going to change in the final, right? They're going to throw DePaul and Molina at him every single chance they can get. But Mbappe, for me, is the most devastating player on the planet these days. You give him one moment and he will kill you every single time. That Morocco... Uh, the, the second goal against Morocco is the perfect example of it, bro. You give him a little bit of space just one time in a game and he punishes you. There's no room for, for mistake. I'll put an argument out there. We're, we're making excuses for Mbappe to be double, triple team. When it happens to Mo Salah, everyone says, hey, he can't take it. He can't take a play at all. Mbappe, Mo Salah can do. Bro. Mbappe, <laughs> hype. Uh, Salah hype, I mean. Salah hype, bro. They respect Mbappe, man. Cleared right. that guy uh, a time ago. Nah, cut up. Clear. I didn't stutter. Mbappe cleared Salah time ago, bro, but no one wants to hear about that, honestly. Crazy. You are a stupid man. Um, all right, so Mbappe is in, Messi is in. Uh, front man, number nine. In my opinion, I think it's got to be Olivier Giroud. Um, I'm I, not so sure. I, go on, then. I think for, for a 20-year-old, Julian Alvarez to do what he's done, and if you look at Argentina's last like decade, they've never had like a nine who's been... I mean, they've had great number nines, but who's been like so clinical, taking like almost every chance they get. I feel Alvarez. Hey, 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 hey. Is this like are you building the excuses for Messi not winning a World Cup, even though he had Sergio Aguero, <laughs> the Premier League most Aguero lethal. Two, Aguero two World Cup goals in, in like, three tournaments. Aguero, the, hey, bro. Aguero's surpassed Aguero's World Cup t- tournament history in one tournament, bro. Maybe legacy-wise, but you can't say he didn't have a deadly striker. Aguero probably has the best goals for ratio in the Premier League ever, but like me, even check it. He, Aguero was one of the most... He never got into the team. For Argentina. For, for yeah. City. And then you had Tevez and Higuain. Like, come on, man. They had, they've had they had nines and strikers. Tevez Higuain was kind of like before Messi, so... Like, yeah, true, true, true. I'll give you that. Uh, oh, carry on, carry on. I just wanted to put Aguero love out. I mean, cause... like Ronaldo's had like a super team for Portugal this this World Cup, and look what happened, man. Like, I He's mean, I mean Pepe in defense. He's, it's, Pepe performed yeah. better than him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Scored more non-penalty goals than him. You know, just saying. All right, this is hilarious. You you can't you can't say the word Messi without Ronaldo somehow getting a shot. <laughs> it's on this podcast more, bro. This is just <laughs> this one-two punch is crazy. <laughs> um, all right, Julian Alvarez, uh, Giroud. Let's just take your shouts in case there is anyone anyone else. Leah, you got a different shout to them too, maybe? Just to play devil's advocate, I thought Gakpo had a really good group stage. Not so much after that. I think he deserves a shout for how young he is, kind of burst onto the scene, but I would go Alvarez and Giroud for me. Sakib? It's, it's them two for me as well. Giroud, just because he keeps, to, keeps continuing to defy the odds. But I do think Alvarez is a large, large part of the reason why Argentina are in the final um, in terms of impact made. Like we've seen, but essentially what my argument is, you've seen what happened with Lotaro there and now you're seeing what happened with Alvarez there. Maybe if Benzema was fit, 
would France have had the same result with they still being the final? I don't know. You, you can't say. But with Argentina, we can actually say they're a better team with Alvarez in. So Here's a question. We were chatting about this the other day. In this tournament, has Giroud outplayed, as in has Giroud looked like a better footballer in this tournament than Harry Kane? Yeah. For me, so this tournament, you. yeah. No. So a lot of... There you go. I, 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 look, I haven't been impressed with Kane's tournament whatsoever, though. You're, you're speaking to the wrong guy when it comes to Harry Kane. I have high expectations for the guy, and he didn't live up to him this tournament. I think three assists for a centre forward, plus the France game where he, the France game that who did he roll? I can't say his name. Never say his Upa name Meccano. properly. Upa Meccano. He rolled him really smartly, intelligently. He was good with the ball. Yes, he missed the second pen. Harry Kane's a better footballer than Giroud. He Giroud. is, no doubt about it. But who's been better this tournament? Forget about the three assists, bro. Like, can you? I can't even remember the three assists to be honest with you. I think Kane, Kane, needs to re- Kane needs to return to what made him Harry Kane. Like, I- I'm so tired. The France game for me, right? I see this guy dropping deep, and the point of of being a false nine or being a, a, a forward that drags players that that drops deep, excuse me, is the whole purpose of that is to drag defenders out of position and to create chaos and leave space for your opposition for your uh, attacking players. You look at Jesus, for example, at Arsenal. I think that's the best example of that kind of player right now. Kane drops deep these days, bro, and no center back follows him. It's like Rabiot and midfield is following him, and it just clogs up the middle of the pitch. I want to see Harry Kane back to what he does best, being in the box, being one of the most lethal strikers around and scoring goals. But I thought this tournament, and you've seen it every single tournament since 2018, more and more and more, he's becoming less and less of what made Harry Kane arguably one of the greatest strikers on the planet. I was really disappointed with his, with his performance. And I know like people will talk about the three assists, people will talk scored a goal here and there, but I thought Giroud had a better tournament, in my opinion. Side note, away from those two as well, sorry, just to add, it ended in disappointment. But I think Richarlison had two good 90s, probably third best strike in terms of moments. Um, and in terms of, I watched him play for Watford, I never thought he'd be ending up a number nine for Brazil. I didn't think he had that ceiling. Um, so fair play to him as well. It's a shame what happened, but if they made the semis, I think he would have been in this conversation. Mm. Also, I think in tournament football as well, like the max games you play is what, seven or eight? If you have like three good games out of them, you probably can make an, a, a case to get in the like, team of the tournament. Um, decision time. Giroud or Lee is his boy. Sid? Uh, I'll go, I'll go with Alvarez. Semi-final brace... First, I think, first time we've seen that since Pelé did it in 1958, you know. So, it's it's a big achievement. So, I'd, I'd, I'd go with Alvarez. Plus, not just that. Goals against Australia, Poland as well. I'd go with Alvarez. Liz? It's tough, man. I don't know why you called him my boy, to be honest. I like Alvarez, but I wouldn't call him my boy. I've just seen a lot of Alvarez proper in your timeline, so. Great player. But um, <laughs> it's tough. It's really tough because I think Giroud, right, like, Sakib talks about would they have been the same team uh, with Benzema up front, and everyone knows I love Benzema. I've, I'm so happy about the, the year he's just had because I basically manifested this a few years ago. But <laughs> what manifested it for him? Yeah, I did. <laughs> honestly, I, I have a tweet from like 2020 saying Benzema's going to win the Ballon d'Or. Oh, mashallah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. But um, <laughs> look, with, with Giroud, right? He isn't as good a footballer as Benzema. He's not as good a goal scorer as Benzema, but he has. He is crucial to the way Didier Deschamps' teams play football. Like since 2014, since he's been with the team, France's best moments have come with Giroud, not with Benzema. And I think Griezmann's improvement has a lot to do with Giroud. 
I think mm. Mbappe last tournament scored zero goals in, in the Euros with Benzema up front. So Benzema is the better footballer, but for this France team, I, I don't think it's outrageous to say that Giroud complements the, the Deschamps system more than Benzema does. And he scored goals as well. That's the thing. Right? Last tournament, last World Cup, he didn't score any goals whatsoever. I, I don't think he registered a single shot on target. This World Cup, he's had big moments in front of goal. So because of that, I'm going to go with Olivier Giroud. But I love Alvarez as well. Fun fact, I think Benzema is available for the final. Like, because yeah. they didn't get a replacement. So he he's actually going to, like, collect a medal. So, like, you know... I don't think Deschamps will play him though. Like, that's the thing. A lot of people yeah. have said. Imagine, oh, I don't think he's flying he goes, to Qatar. Yeah. Like Deschamps is not like calling him back. No, I, <laughs> I, I think he. I think he is flying there, but I, I don't think, and I think he's available to play. But I think knowing the the kind of manager Deschamps is, like, and, and someone who values team harmony and yeah. and the, the individual, like, I don't think he'll play Benzema simply for the fact that like he wants to basically not reward the players that have been fit all tournament, but. Basically, just tell them, like, I'm not going to abandon you for a guy who wasn't fit all tournament. I can call upon him now. I'm going to stick mm. with you guys. I think that's that's how Deshaun rolls, and I, I don't think Benzema features. Sorry? If I think about the team functioning, I think Mbappe and Messi playing off Giroud is probably more tantalizing than playing off Alvarez. So for our team, I'm going Giroud. I'm gonna also go with Olivier Bro, Giroud. But, but, ah. but like, there's gonna be no one pressing. Like, there's gonna be just three guys standing <laughs> up top. You know, that is a yeah, great counter argument. Great shout, actually. You know what? For the you've actually won me over with that because <laughs> if you watch like PSG play, that front three don't press and teams can play through them. If we go and play Messi and Mbappe and Giroud, it's no better than Messi and Mbappe and Neymar. And you've got Gru- Bruno and Bruno, Griezmann. Bruno, Bruno, Amrabat, and Griezmann. They'll press like crazy, brother. Yeah. That you guys just do your magic up front. Do you know what? You can, this answer would probably be easy on Sunday as well. It's the funniest thing. Sunday, yeah. 7 o'clock. It's going to be way easier to say. Or we're going to look like fools one way or the other. I think the Golden Ball and like all these awards get decided before the final. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Real. That's what, yeah. from what I've heard. So, so Messi already nice. won then Golden Boot. <laughs> Uh, no, golden not ball, the golden boot, the golden ball, and the player of the tournament. Yeah, like the best player in the tournament. Oh, so, oh, okay. So it's already decided then. So, all right, Messi, we got another one of those under our belt. No big deal. <laughs> they ain't no problem. Um, oh, I've, I, you won me for a second, and then the midfield sort of won me back. So I'm gonna go with Olivier Giroud because I've I've backed his stocks this tournament. Uh, so Olivier Giroud, Messi, Mbappe—that's a crazy front three. I mean, technically speaking, it's basically the France front three just with Messi instead of Dembele. Um, all right, our team—I'm going to have to somehow remember this. So if I get someone wrong, just holler. Uh, goalkeeper, we went for Bono, Emmy oh, Martinez. Oh man, what's going on? Let's that go. was stupidity. <laughs> I can't believe you won that. Wow. Um, Hakimi, Otamendi. Gavardio. Gavardio. Yeah, it's taking me a minute, this. I feel like I've got dementia in the middle, yeah, of, this, no, middle no. of this episode. Uh, Teo Hernandez, Bruno, Norta, Amrabat, Griezmann, Messi. Yeah, <laughs> everyone, keeps, everyone keeps confusing him for his bald-headed brother, who was the yeah. worst player I've seen at Watford in the last 10 Nordin years. Nordin Amrabat. <laughs> bro, I, I legit was like, bro, when did Amrabat shift to midfield? And then I realised, oh, yeah. this is a different guy. That guy was uh, zero goal contributions right wing guy. I hated him. It's really yeah. irritating how much his name speed. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> Messi, Giroud, Mbappe, Nordi, Namrabat, first sub. Let's get it, son. Did we vote uh, Mbappe? Yeah. Wait, I mean, wait, you don't... 
I, I was gonna say, man, I don't know. Perisic has a show. No, I'm kidding. Man said Perisic. Um, that's it. That's all we've got time for because um, I don't want to begin talking about Perisic. We've had Raj on the pod like <laughs> two of the last three times. All he does is talk about Perisic every two minutes, man. It's so annoying. I'm so sick of it. Perisic um, and Vardy, no. L- no, just last week a prop for my for my Muslim brother. The Morocco manager is managing this team, right? Walid. Yeah. yeah. Walid. Cool. You don't. Just, you said my Muslim brother. You don't even know his name. You just that Morocco man, the bold Morocco manager. He's just my act. He's just my act. That's all. All right, cool. Manager decided. Uh, World Cup combined eleven decided. Uh, if you agree, then let us know. If you disagree, let us know what you who or what you would change. Uh, put that in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening, tweet us at No Ratings Pod. Follow all the guys on socials as well. And of course, if you're new here, follow us on Spotify. YouTube, iTunes, Google Tunes, whatever it's called, wherever you're listening, give it a follow. I'll see you on the next one. Showing your age, brother. Showing your age.